Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Mum and Mama podcast, brought to you as always by the wonderful Goldie Accountancy. I hope you are good. This week I was joined by the lovely Evie McKenzie who spoke to me about her daughter Marnie who was born with a cleft lip. Um, so I found out a lot because I didn't really know much about that and why it happens and the treatment. But um, it's very interesting, I found it very interesting. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it and I'll see you in a bit. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Work. Work. 
Work. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for coming. This is really exciting because you're with me. Yeah. I've been doing... I think when we first started doing the podcast, we did have a couple of guests maybe in person, but most of the time it's just all on Zoom, which is brilliant because then you can talk to people anywhere. But also, it's just it's so much nicer to have a conversation in person rather than, you know... Yeah, because you can actually see someone's face yeah. and... And you've got to worry about internet connection as well because sometimes people freeze like midway through a sentence. And <laughs> yeah, and I know I know we were talking a bit about it earlier when I came in, but I'm a big believer in energy, so I oh, think okay. that we f- like people feed off other people's yes. energy. So yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's nice to be in the same room yeah. too, kind of. <laughs> Definitely. So hi, Evie. Hi. <laughs> so you, it's so funny. I've literally started so many podcasts recently with my friend Nicole but she is like my podcast agent because she'll be like I've got this person I've got that person blah blah but you used to work with Nicole didn't you yeah very long time ago so does she still do your hair no okay no that's I I don't get it done very often let's be real (laughs) (laughs) um but you said to her that you'd like to come on the podcast talk about your lovely daughter yeah so I asked her if um she thought that you'd be interested in having me on to talk about Marnie um and her facial difference so what tell us about Marnie and I am I love I want people to come on yeah because it's everyone's got a story do you know what I mean like and everyone's got something that should be heard by other people I think for me I think there's so much information out there that is statistical and quantitative and it's this is 10% of this and you know when it comes to these kind of things but there's no one out there saying well this is my experience this is how I felt yeah I think there's a lot of like guilt and stigma when it comes to having a child that's maybe less able or different to your normal child and I say that in, in quotes because what is a normal child you know but um yeah that's why I wanted to come on because I wanted to talk about it and just for anyone else that might be out there because when I found out so Marnie has cleft lip and cleft of I think it's called aviolus or something I don't know the technical names but her gum is split open basically so yeah so what does that her gum at the so her lip on her so she's got trying to think what side it is now so she's got a left side unilateral cleft lip of the of the lip and the gum she doesn't have cleft palate and um unilateral means it's just on one side so there's bilateral and unilateral if it's bilateral you might see um some kids they have cleft on both sides so it's like their um cupid's bow is kind of there and then it's split on both sides and then you'll see the lips yeah and it can be split up into the nose or it can be split halfway up or it can just be so is it like a gap yeah it's a yeah. gap yeah so it looks like a little triangle yeah. almost that's yeah. how I would describe it like a little mountain yeah yeah so she's got that's what she was born with so she's got a gap that um goes from the left side of her cupid's bow 
up into her nose, so that was all open. Yeah. And then on the other side of her nostril, it's then closed, so it's just like a little hole here. Okay. I can show you In between her <laughs> lip and her nose. Yeah, but yeah. it goes all the way up. Bit, and right, then okay. hers is also, if you imagine like where your teeth are. Yeah. Hers is here as well. So in her gum. Well, yeah. Her teeth are, well, she, she hasn't got... No, no, she's one. She's a baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's got teeth in the bottom and they've come through fine yeah. and everything is good. She doesn't have any teeth in the top yet. At all? No, nothing. Okay. Um, they will come through. Yeah. Apparently, cleft doesn't affect the teeth actually coming in or the presence of teeth. Yeah. But it can affect their shape of like how they come in. Okay. So they might be on top of each other. They might be like cro really crooked, yeah. but the thing with Marnie and that most cleft children have, her nose is very wonky, so she's had a rhinoplasty already. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she had surgery at three months. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then her gum, so you know where your frenulum is? So the yeah. bit in between your two middle teeth? Yes. Hers is like all the way over to the right. Hers is yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Because her face didn't fuse properly in the womb. So, so that's, that's what it is. what it is. Yeah, so when the baby's growing, yeah. Um, I don't know what week it is. I can't really remember. I should have done some research before I came on, but um, they can see it in the scans as young as 12 weeks if they're really, really looking. But when you're born, or when you're growing, not when you're born, sorry, yeah. when you're a fetus and you're growing, um, your head is essentially just like two lumps. So your eyes would be like all the way over here and then they come together. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it like fuses down the middle. Wow. Yeah. So it doesn't just grow. No. It's ridiculous, isn't it? No, like, no, because I didn't know anything kids. about <laughs> it. I just thought, oh, that, it just. God, that's amazing. So it is, so you, it is formed like two halves, but mm -hmm. then it comes together. Wow. Yeah. And so it's the same. I, I think it is the same through the whole body. Yeah. So it's like two halves and then they fuse together. So you can have cleft of the nose. You can have, there, there's a, a young guy at the moment. Uh, he's absolutely lovely. His name's Justin Stewart. And uh, maybe I can give you his Instagram details and stuff so you can yeah. share it with people. But he's a model and he has cleft of his nose. And so you can see where his nose didn't fuse properly. Yeah. But he's so beautiful. He he, And he's a lovely, lovely guy. So um, Marnie doesn't have cleft on her nose, but yeah. because her the two halves of her face didn't fuse correctly. Wow. Yeah. So do they know why that happens? Or is it just no. one of those things that happens? So they are doing more research into it. They, The specialists and the doctors that we've spoken to, they aren't really sure why it happens. There's a few, from the research that I've been doing and looking into myself, I personally do believe it is genetic. So my partner has clef. Oh, okay. He has the exact same clef as Marnie. Oh, wow. Same side, the exact same shape, everything. The only thing that he didn't have, his wasn't in his gum. Yeah. But now there's no one else on their side of the family that has it. Yeah. So... They are conducting more research and looking into why it happens, but they don't know exactly why. Yeah. There's talk of if it's um, due to, like, nutritional problems, because it happens a lot in um, third world countries. 
Okay. But then the more that you look into it as well, you see that it travels down lines of families. Yeah. So for me, I do feel that it must be something genetic. Whether did you find out when you when she was in you, or did you find out when she was born? Yeah. So that's one of the great debates that I've had with so many other cleft mums, with my mother-in-law, with my mum, with so many people around us. Is is it a blessing or a curse to know already? Because yeah. my partner, his parents didn't know until he was born. Yeah. That he had it so they weren't they didn't worry but we found out at the 20 week scan right okay um the only thing with cleft though is that it can be an indicator of other things so a lot of the time if a baby has cleft then they might also have down syndrome or something wrong with their heart or another syndrome so actually when we found out it wasn't as simple as oh, well, your baby's got this wrong with them, and that's it. There was serious testing being done, so I had to have two fetal echocardiograms, I believe. I think I had to go to Great Ormond Street for those. So they wanted to check that her heart had fused properly and was working properly while she was in there. They also weren't sure whether (laughs) she would be more affected because they they can't tell you exactly how bad it is they can't tell you if it's going to be the palate as well or if it's just going to be a little bit or if it's going to be a lot they can't tell you how bad it's going to affect the baby but what they can tell you is because they are worried about these other syndromes they look at the baby they look at how it's growing that kind of thing so we were actually told that sorry if I get emotional now um we were told that we might have to terminate so imagine you go through like five or six months of like growing this little person and you, you get all these like dreams and hopes for them and then you're told like actually we think that she might have something so much worse than than what it is and now we have to think about quality of life. But what they, I don't think that they did that. I thought, because when's the cut off for an abortion? If I was to... I think it's 24, is it 24 weeks in an a medical emergency? Oh, okay. So, but if it's if it's choice, it's I think it's twelve. Sixteen. Oh, I don't know actually. I don't know. I th- I'm sure. I think I've got sixteen weeks in my head, but I'm not yeah. sure. But I I wasn't aware that they did that. So there's certain syndromes where you have to look wow. at quality of life. So, some so. But how sure can they be with that? Because I had um my friend Colette came on the podcast, and mm. her I bloody always forget the name of this condition. It's when they haven't got um. It's when the bones don't grow. Like dwarfism? No, it's not in his arms. I will look. There was someone on on Strictly Come Dancing with it because my mum was watching. She was like, oh, that's what that boy's got. Her son, she put up a post, actually. They went to a concert. They were told that he might not live. And he's now in his second year of senior school. And um, his mate, they went to see a concert and she put up a, a photo of... Because he can't lift his arms and everyone had to raise their arms. And his friend was holding his arm up. That's so it sweet. so sweet. So, yeah, I'm sure he's in his, he's his first year or second year at senior school. But, yeah, but so she oh. was told that the baby might not survive. I mean, I don't, I don't think she was ever told that there might be a choice to terminate, though. So I think there's I certain conditions. So there, there were, um, I can't completely remember the name 
of the syndromes that they were talking about and it wasn't down syndrome let's just make that clear like if you have a child with down syndrome they can live an amazingly happy fulfilled life that's not it 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 would be something so severe that there just wouldn't be any quality of life at all essentially yes well i suppose if it's the matter of the heart fusing or yeah stuff like that i suppose oh god so how did they so they told you all this yes yeah, so and they were then, like how long did you have to wait to find out um it all happened quite quickly so 20 week scan do the scan so you were completely oblivious to anything being wrong at all until you went for the 20 week scan i'm a very spiritual person i'm just going to put it out there i knew something was wrong and I, really? and I knew that something was wrong for, for a while. And I kept saying to my, my family, like, I know something's not right. And I was scared yeah. to go to this scan because I knew she was a girl. In my head, I already knew that she was a girl. I knew, but I knew that there was something wrong. Yeah. And so when we went to the scan, I was like, I know they're going to tell me it's a girl. Don't care about that. But I know they're going to tell me something's wrong. So I was just so... Like I did, I didn't, I didn't want it. Yeah. I didn't want to go yeah, to yeah, the. Yeah. I was like, I don't, because I don't want to know. But um, yeah, the poor, the poor, is it sonographer? Yeah. The poor sonographer, like doing the scan, she checks. She's like, hmm, I think. Let me just go and get my colleague to have a look. So then her colleague looks and and they've just told us she's a girl and we're all happy and because we wanted a girl, and then. Um, She's like, oh, the the colleague didn't know the gender of the baby, so the colleague comes in and is like, oh yeah, so um, she has cleft lip, and and at this time we've all got masks on, yeah. so she can't tell that my my partner's got cleft as well. Okay, yeah. So she's saying this. She's she's so nice, and she tries to lighten the mood by being like, well, it's okay, can just grow a beard or a mustache, and we're like, it's a girl. <laughs> And you know when you're like, I know you're trying to be kind and I know that you're trying to like yeah, yeah. relieve us, but shut the fuck yeah. up. Like, just shh. <laughs> but it happened very quickly. It was, we had those scans. Um, they told us about it. I think within a few days, I was at Great Ormond Street having the fetal echocardiograms. Right, yep. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if I went in once or twice for So is that. it automatic? When you find out that it's you've got cleft, you then have to go through all these other tests to make sure, or...? I don't... See, I don't know. I yeah. don't know if everyone else has had to go through that, because from what I've heard, I don't think they have. Okay. I think it was a... I think it was just a thing for Marnie. Yeah. I think yeah. she... There was something... Because she was really small as well. She was like okay. in the lowest fifth percentile. Oh, how much did she weigh when she was born? Seven seven. She was a big girl. Seven pounds seven. She's yeah. Oh, that's like right. normal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um But growing she was small. Yeah, like she the... would they they and and from the beginning to be honest, like I had problems with her. Like growing, um the H C G levels weren't matching up. I didn't know I was pregnant for like nearly three months. Oh, I, co- wow. I collapsed at home. That's how I found out. Called my boyfriend at work. I was like, when you come home from work, can you take me to A&E? <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, like I've, I'm having really bad stomach pains and I've collapsed. Like, I've passed out, but I'm okay now. But can you just take me? And he's like, why don't you go now? I'm like, no, I'm sure it'll be fine. And at, the, at A&E, they were like, well, um, 
unless you're pregnant, there's nothing we can do. And I was like, well, I don't think I am. She's like, well, let's just test you anyway. And turned out I was. But I'd, I thought I'd been pregnant for months. I'd literally taken so many pregnancy tests. Everything was negative. I almost got run over by a Royal Mail driver on my bike. <sighs> didn't know. Oh like, did, just didn't, yeah. So it was like everything was against <laughs> me from the yeah. beginning. Everything was against her from the beginning. Like, absolute nightmare. Wow. Oh, God, that must have been a shock then. Five yeah. <laughs> In the middle of a pandemic as well, like... Oh. So yeah, so when did you get pregnant? I don't know, I can't um, what, is she, what, is she one now? She's just turned one in, just turned one. in middle of Feb. So... It's 2022. Yeah. So she was born in 2021. Yeah, so... So you got pregnant, like, June, May time. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it was May. I think yeah. we tried to figure it out. Okay, so it was bang right in the... Right in the middle, because I'd just had my birthday. I was like, okay, well, if we're having this lockdown, I'm going to get into the best shape of my life. <laughs> I'm working out every day. I look amazing. <laughs> I'm eating salmon and veg for dinner every day, like working out four hours a day because I had nothing to do. Yeah. And I was smoking and then found out I was pregnant. So it was like, cool, all that for nothing. Great, thank you. But yeah, it was a big shock when we found out about her. I had to have, in so from the get-go, there's been medical problems with yeah. her. So I was going to like an emergency scan every day for seven days. I had to have blood tests every 48 hours to check my levels because the size of the embryo wasn't matching up to the hormone levels. There weren't... Right. And it... So she's been complicated from yeah. birth. She still is. She's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Love her, but <laughs> can she not? <laughs> but yeah, so it was like, I think because of all that as well. Yeah. And because she'd been so tiny, oh, God. I just knew, I just knew that something wasn't right. So when, so obviously, so you found out about that and you started having the scans. How long did it take for them to tell you that it, it, she was okay? So I think it was about three months. So I found out when I was 10 weeks, 10 or 11 weeks pregnant, they couldn't find a heartbeat. Right. That's why I was having the scans every day. Yeah. Um, so then after the seven days or five days of the daily scans, um, because then that was the other thing. If they couldn't find a heartbeat, they'd recommend me to have a medical abortion. Right. Um which is fine because if if it wasn't yeah. viable it's yeah, not viable yeah, yeah so after i think it was like five days of scans every day then they were like okay well we're just gonna do blood tests every like 48 hours or something so then i was having those every 48 hours um for maybe like five days or like just like another week basically yeah. so i think i got to like three months 12 weeks and that's when I had my first scan, yeah. like my first proper scan. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, there it is. And I was like, oh, OK, so there is something in there. Like, we've not just made this up. Yeah. But it was it was worrying because it's like, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. So that Jeez. was scary. So, so then the 20-week scan, you find out she's clef. And yeah. then there might also be a lot more. Wrong. Yeah, so it was just like manic from then I think within two weeks we found out 
that she was actually okay. Okay. So I had to have, so I had the fetal echocardiogram. Sorry guys, because this is really, oh, it's fine. really jumping, isn't it? But no, it's fine. there's just a lot. Um, so yeah, I had the fetal echocardiogram. They said her heart looks good. Everything's fine. Spoke to the the fetal ECG lady while I was there because my partner has a son from before. Yep. And apparently he was born with a hole in his heart. Oh wow. Turns out probably wasn't a hole in his heart because if it was he would have had to have surgery. What the fetal echocardiogram lady said was a lot of the time babies are born you have these flaps in your heart that open and close yes. his probably wasn't closing properly but then it did and that's fine yeah. okay she said not related okay. so obviously i'm thinking oh my god like they're scanning her heart he was born with this yeah. something's really wrong so she was amazing she put my my mind so much at rest then i had to have amniocentesis yeah and then i know i've talked about like spirituality a little bit and these kind of things Something kind of came like full circle for me when I was having my amniocentesis. So if you don't know what amniocentesis is, basically they take a needle, they put it through your stomach into where the baby is, into the the amnio sac or what amniotic is it called? Sac. Amniotic sac, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No. Um and they take some of the fluid and they test that to yeah. see if there's any genetic conditions, if she has a syndrome, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And then once we'd had that, they would tell us what the results yeah. were. So the lady that came to do it also had another doctor that came in and he was helping out. And while I was talking to him, I was like, hold on, I know this guy's name. Why do I know this guy's name? I asked him, have you ever worked at this hospital? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I work there as a, as a gynecologist and I do surgeries there. I was like, this is really bizarre. But when I was 18, you were meant to remove my ovaries. Well, one of them. Because I've, I've had problems with my ovaries yeah and I thought how like because because of the whole like universe thing yeah. I was like wow that's come full circle so he was meant to remove it I yeah. I like panicked I was like I don't want to do this I don't want to go through why with it you, why did why was that why did they so remove it I had like polycystic ovaries right, okay, yeah. and I had a seven centimeter something yeah on my ovary and they didn't know what it was and I was in horrific amounts of pain yeah and because they didn't know what it was they said like look we can go in and try and investigate but we think the best thing to do will be to just remove the ovary or have another one at that at that age I didn't want children because of where the position was right because they didn't it wasn't assist oh okay they but they didn't it was a something but they didn't know what it was so what they thought it is was is... No, no, it's gone. Okay. Yeah, weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like, so weird. But it was like a... It was a bit of a, a funny moment for me of, like, you were meant to remove yeah. this. Like, I didn't really want kids or anything back then. I still don't. Like, I'm just lucky that I have her. Yeah. But, um... And now you're here, like... Wow. T- take it. Yeah, like I just thought it was really bizarre. Yeah. I was like, okay, so I was meant to meet you at some point in my life, but it yeah. wasn't then. So I'd, I don't know if you believe in anything weird like that, but I just thought yeah, that that's, was. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Makes your ha- oh, wow. hair stand up yeah. on your arms and stuff. So I thought that was weird. Um, but the amniocentesis was absolutely horrific. Yes, I bet. I can't. I think my mum had that with me. 
Yeah. She was an old. She was thirty six when she had me. So forty four years ago, that was. Yeah, I was about to say, is that old? Of. Like, <laughs> now, I mean, nowadays it's, it's like normal, people right? don't start having kids till that age, do they? But oh. then it was, um, yeah. So I'm sure she had to have that. But it just sounds absolutely horrific. I... Are you fully there, fully conscious, or do they numb you? Oh, you're awake. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. you you get paracetamol after. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's so nice. But when oh. they do the amniocentesis, they do tell you there is a risk that your baby could like come away essentially because right. you're having to yeah go go in i didn't realize that they would do it through my stomach yeah i thought they'd go up in yeah. yeah so i'm there like didn't think anything of it didn't do any research like nothing just like yeah it's fine whatever and then they're like i'm like oh do i need to take my trousers off they're like oh no don't worry about it i'm like what <laughs> they're like no we we'll just go through like next to your belly button yeah but i had to have it twice <gasps> nothing is simple for me oh nothing is ever oh ever God. simple so i had to have it twice because the first time they did it they couldn't get enough fluid yeah. to test and then the second time they put it in somewhere else so they have to because you could hurt the baby they yeah. have to like guide it so they have someone doing like a scan to see exactly where the needles going and that was pretty awful how long did it take i don't think it actually took that long but it felt yeah 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 it was not nice no and then how long did you have to wait for the result i think it was a week okay oh oh it wasn't it wasn't the worst yeah but you know you have to wait like a week to get the procedure done yeah and then you're sitting there to just have a conversation with someone and they're saying, well, we can do the procedure in two days. And then they're telling you all the bad things that can happen. And I know that they have to, but you're like, I just, I think mentally I just checked out. Yeah. I was just like, just do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, the thing is you had to, you had to find out, didn't you? Like when you said about the not researching, it's like, if you're, if you have to have something done... Sometimes I think it's better not to really know. <laughs> so they do give you the option that you don't have to do it. Okay. You can just find out. But something that myself and my partner have always said is, like, if we were having a child and we knew that there was something wrong and they would not have a good quality yeah. of life and we could prevent that, I'm not saying this is for everyone, but we feel no, that it your, would be selfish for us to continue yeah. with that. Yeah. So we we wanted to know. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sure that there are people out there that... It's a very... It's an extremely personal... It's yeah. like the whole abortion thing, isn't it? It's like I... It's, it's your body and your choice to do if you want to bring a person into the world or not. Now, whatever mm-hmm. circumstances surround that, it that's up to you because you're the one that's going to have to do it. I'm, I'm exactly the same. If I... If I found out that I was going to have a child who was severely disabled, I don't think I'd want to do that. You know, yeah. having had kids who are who have got nothing wrong with them, touch wood, <laughs> it's fucking hard. Well, that that's <laughs> but, it. But that being said, you know, I've got friends with disabled children, and it it's brought something completely different to their life, and they wouldn't change it for the world. Mm-hmm. So you know, but but that's their that was their choice to go on that journey. And yeah. you've, everyone's got a right to decide whether they want to do that or not. And I don't think anyone else has got the right to judge. No, that. definitely no. not. 
And I think also it's knowing yourself as a person. Yep. I'm incredibly selfish. That doesn't make... <laughs> I'm, I wouldn't be someone that could... Like, having Marnie and having her disabilities being what they have been, that's been enough for me. Yeah. I, I know in myself... Like, when my boyfriend gets sick, I'm like, get over it. I just... I, I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. So I know that if I was to have a child that had something significantly wrong with them or a significant difference that would continue throughout their whole life I don't know how I as a person would be able to care for them not that I wouldn't love them or want yes. to care for them yeah but yeah yeah it's, it's, that's your whole life it's, I mean, yeah. it's when you have kids that's your whole life anyway isn't it that, mm-hmm. but, but obviously there's it's, it's added added yeah. isn't it you know so no I completely get that but I've, I've got so much respect for the mums and dads that do Yes, yeah. Continue, because I just... I, I, I know I couldn't do it. And I just think, like, hats off to them. Like, I yeah. don't know how they do it. No, I, I... Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So, um... So, yeah, but so you found out after a week that everything, thank goodness, was... Yeah, so they said it was okay, like... I, I'm pretty sure they said, like, it's not 100% guarantee. Yes. But from looking at the... Yeah. Because they got to cover their asses, don't yeah. they? Well, nothing's 100%, isn't it? No. Anyway, is it? You know, when they tell you what the sex is, it's not... No, exactly. They do get it wrong sometimes. And even looking at her, <laughs> at her cleft, they thought it was a lot worse... Okay. ...than it was when she came out. Yeah. You know, they, they said they thought she had cleft palate. They thought she had this. So they what's thought... cleft palate, then? So you is know the, when... the bit in the roof of your yeah. mouth? That's when that's... That's not fused. Not fused. So there's a big hole there's there. There's a big hole. But that can cause so many other problems. Right. And a lot of the time, babies have cleft palate without the cleft lip. Right, okay. But if your baby has cleft palate, they don't generally see that through a scan. You find out once the baby's born. Oh, okay. They'll just stick their finger up there. Yeah. They have a feel around and see what's going on. Yeah. So, back to that debate of whether it's better to know or not. Yes, yeah. You know... I think for us, knowing was good. We prepared ourselves. Yeah. But also, I've got a boyfriend who's got it. (laughs) He's got the same thing. So when you see him and you see his life and everything that he's been able to achieve and who he is, you're like, okay, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. You're still sad, but you're like, "Eh, we'll get get over it. We'll get through it. It's fine. So once she was born, what did you have to do then? It's... It's complicated because the NHS is great and the nurses and the midwives and everyone that works at the NHS is not taken care of anywhere near enough. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, because of that, patients aren't taken care of as well as they need to be. Yeah. So the care for cleft babies is left to a charity called Clapper, Cleft Lip and Palate Association. Now, the cleft nurses only work Monday to Friday. You tell me what baby only comes Monday to Friday, <laughs> you know? So right. what they said, because they believed she had the pallet as well, cleft babies can't breastfeed. They can't get suction. So because there's a gap in their lip yeah. or in their pallet, they can't suction properly. Right. So if it was severe and she can't suction... I can't feed her, how is she going to eat? Yeah. Well, they'll put a feeding tube in. Right. To me, that's not necessary. That should be a last resort. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, if you guys work Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, 
I'm going to have a cesarean and you'll be there. Because there's no way you're sticking a feeding tube in my kid that doesn't need it. Yeah. It's just, to me, it's just unnecessary. Yeah. You know, she'll be born, you'll be there, you show me how to feed her. So they have to have special bottles. Some of them have special teats. Some of them feed from a spoon. Some of them, the bottles are soft and squishy. I should have brought some to show you everything. But every child with Clef, just like any other baby that is born, is completely different to the next one. Yeah. So what worked for my daughter, the Clef bottles, she didn't like them, was not a fan. Yeah. So we went and we spent so much money. We bought everything, basically every bottle that existed in Boots and others from like John Lewis, anywhere that we could find bottles, just bought them all and tested everything out. We were mixing and matching teats. We were doing everything we could to find a way to feed her. Yeah. That was going to be comfortable for her because she can't make that suction i tried to breastfeed her i wanted to at least try because some of them can if it's not too bad you can do something but she couldn't do it and and it was just such a hassle a bit of a lazy mum really like I, i just find it all very intense so trying to breastfeed this baby that can't breastfeed and She's struggling. Yeah. You know, you just gotta find what works. Yeah. Easiest thing. Well, I was in hospital for four days with her. Wow. Because they needed to make sure that she could eat. They need. So what did she go for? What did she like? Um. So I gave her Aptamil in the beginning. I mean, with the the tea. Was it? Did she have a bottle? What did she? So so at that time we just had these. um, we, when you go on the website, on the Clapper website, um, you can have a look and see what the newborn like starter kit is. And there are different bottles there. And we just got the most basic one. And what it is, it's like, um, it's just like squeezy. It's just like a soft plastic that you can squeeze. And the uh, nipple on it, so all the nipples now are really flat because right. they're meant to look like a a boob and simulate breast and all of this stuff but a flat thing can't fit into her mouth because she needed something to block that hole yeah because if she's got that hole she's not able to suck yeah so we found that um uh the nipples that were more bulbous yes yeah she could drink out of them because she could slot the little bulb into her little hole so she used to have she'd be feeding like to the side (laughs) it was so funny so all the the bottle you put it in and sort of angle it and then as she's drinking because she can suction but not as well yeah you're having to squeeze the bottle just a little bit yeah and it just pushes the milk in and if she wasn't doing that i'd just get a little spoon and just spoon milk in or Sometimes I'd literally just like squeeze my boob into her mouth yeah. just just to get something in there. Yeah, just yeah. you know, because in the beginning I like I don't I'm so I was twenty seven when I had her, so I wasn't super young, but I was like the first one out of anyone that I knew to have a baby. Yeah. I didn't know anything about taking care of a child, let alone one with a cleft lip. I think on 
the same night or the next morning she was like crying and the mid I'm going to the midwife like she just won't shut up and they're like well have you changed her I'm like what do you mean have I changed her they're like her nappy like have you changed her nappy I'm like no do I have to do that like I just didn't because in my head I just thought she'd just tell me like I just it didn't register to me that this person like I need to do everything for her I don't it really didn't click in my head I didn't have NCT classes or anything like that I didn't know anything and so they're like well have you fed her have you changed her have you done this have you done that I'm like I don't know I'm like what am I meant to do why is it crying make it stop you know (laughs) so after like three days it was fine got into the swing of things routine great we were still in hospital the we were meant to have like a breastfeeding specialist come and see us and try to help at least like to see if we could do it but they just they didn't show up they just never showed up so I was like okay whatever like at this point she's eating something she's having this little bottle and she's getting something so that's the most important thing but we're on our third type of bottle now so as she's gotten older, yeah, she's liked different things, and so originally we we were on um, I don't know what they're called. I think they're mam bottles, but they were the cleft mam bottles. Yeah, and then we had these um, vital baby silicone ones, because the other thing is with a lot of this stuff, it degrades so quickly. Oh really? Because it's made out of latex, or it's made out of. Um, like these soft plastics that so we did a cold sterilization because I'd read the heat from the um microwave yeah. ones just deteriorates the bottles so quickly right, okay. I don't have money to just throw away so yeah, it's like okay yeah. well we'll do that she still likes latex now How she's you cold sterilized so you have these like it's Milton oh okay the yeah oh, yeah okay. yeah the yeah, tablets yeah, in the like, water yeah 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 because we did, I did try at first to use the um, microwave one. Because when we were in hospital, that's what they had. Yeah. But I didn't like it, and then it would burn the latex teats, and it was just. Yeah. I just found it pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. So she was having that, and she she did really well. Like she's got a really big appetite. She loves to eat. She's a little fatty. Like <laughs> you, you literally you cannot eat anything without her coming over hand straight in there <laughs> straight in her mouth she she eats everything and anything she's crazy did you wean her around the same time i i weaned her really early it's not really recommended because uh, now they recommend that you wean at six months okay but i think as a parent you know what your child needs yeah says so as time went on her and i we have this like super duper close bond we just I just know anything she needs before she's even yeah made a sound and so we were coming up to three months she was having her surgery so when she was three months she had her rhinoplasty done because her nose was so crooked right she couldn't breathe out of one of her nostrils because it was so flat um and yeah so she couldn't she couldn't breathe out of that so they put a little stitch in here and pulled it all up Right, so they put a stitch up her nose. They they put a stitch in her forehead. Okay. Which pulled her nose up. Okay. And uh, made it more symmetrical. Cause yeah. It, it was like it's very droopy on one side, and then they closed up the hole here on How her did they lip. Close it up. 
there's a few different um, methods that they've been using and they've been using these methods for literally hundreds of years wow. it's insane so since the 1800s and even before that oh wow like i don't know what year genghis khan was but we're talking like a long time ago you would think that they would just close it together yeah. along the line but what they do is they take uh, a section out and and it's kind of in like a C shape. Yeah. And then they put it back together like that. Because also what they need to do is you've got a muscle inside of here. Right. And that controls everything around here. Your cheek and your lips. Yeah. Yeah. So the muscle, they have to reattach that muscle. Right, okay. I don't, I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think they used to do that. I think it was very much aesthetic before. Yes. And they would just close it. Yeah. But now with all the research that they've been doing, they uh, take that muscle from in there and they pull it over and it just gives them more movement and okay, yeah. they can do everything. Like, if you if you looked at her, it's only... You notice that her lip is a little bit different. So one side of her lip sits a lot lower and it's a little bit baggy. Yeah. Um, and then when she's older, she can have a surgery. They'll take some of her lip away okay so that it's more symmetrical yeah but that's only if she wants it it's completely yeah, up yeah. to her um but it there's so there are so many different types of surgeries that it is really dependent on what cleft that you have yeah um there's there's something that i don't think she'll need it because hers isn't that bad but there's something called an abbey flap where they take a piece from like the bottom of the mouth and move it to the top and oh wow yeah so they're like the plastic surgery today that they do not just for the function but for the aesthetic yeah way that things look is i don't know how they they do it but they think about everything yeah and it's all for the children i could go in there and be like well i want her to have this done and i want that done and yeah they will like no what does she want they'll sit and talk to the child and and that's really important. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's really important. Yeah, yeah. So Oh, so she was three months old when she had that done. Mm -hmm. Wow. They're not normally that young, um, but she'd progressed so well. She was eating so much, she was growing so quickly, she was so strong. Um she'd put a lot of weight on. She's she's like really incredible. I know she's like my kid, so I'm gonna <laughs> say that, but <laughs> From, from like, right from the beginning, where we were, and what we thought was going to happen yeah, to her, yeah. it's just so nice to see how far she's come. Well, it must be, a, I mean, that it's got to be the worst thing, finding out that there might be something wrong with your baby. Yeah. And then all the awful, I mean, it's bad enough, you worry enough anyway, but when someone kind of confirms that there might be something wrong, you know. Yeah. So then, thank God. You, it's like she's all right. it's that sigh of relief almost because yeah. you know you you expect the people around you to be supportive and to take care of you and to help you and especially like family members and when family members say certain things that aren't nice or like my my partner his sister made a comment about well you're young you can just have another one that's not what you want to hear when someone's telling you that you've been growing this person inside yeah. of you or to make a comment about how she's not perfect or, like, it's bad enough when you have this kid and they're born and, like, I have such bad anxiety anyway. Yeah. 
but to be terrified to leave the house because people would just stare and point at your child, like... Do people still do that? No. No. Can you tell? When you look at her, can you tell? Or not? I don't... I don't... I don't think you can. Yeah. And, like, we go to baby group now and we meet lots of people and it's very different now that she's had her surgery and now that she's, like... Her face is fatter. She's, like, grown into herself more. You can't tell at all. Yeah. But when she was really small, it was, like... How common is it? One in 700 babies are born with cleft. Okay. So it's very common. If you think about how many babies are born every day. If one baby is born every minute. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how many babies every day just in the UK alone are born with cleft? Like, yeah. it shouldn't be a thing. No one should be pointing at a baby because they look different. Like, what well, is yeah. wrong with you? Uh, no one should be pointing at anyone because they look different. I mean, you know, I don't understand that. I don't understand how you could point at, especially not at a kid, you know, that some, unfortunately some people are. But you... I, I understand, like, it's shocking. I was scared to hold my own child when she was born because I was like, what? what is this not because I didn't love her but it was shocking for me to see it was scary like I get that but ask a question yeah I'm not someone that I know there's a lot of stuff on Instagram like if you start looking on TikTok Instagram where people talk about cleft or young people that talk about cleft talk about how they've been affected and the words that they don't like people to use I don't think there's anything wrong with somebody coming up and asking me what's wrong with her because I know that they don't mean that in a horrible way it's all about intention it's not what you're saying it's how you say it yeah yeah if you're confused if you don't know what it is if you're worried ask me yeah I will talk to you for hours about it that's why I'm here yeah yeah because I want people to know like it's normal yeah maybe it's not normal like for everybody else but it is very normal yeah. one in 700 children are born like this yeah that's that's not a small amount we just don't register pre-surgery clefts yeah we're not used to that we yeah. we don't see because these kids are having these surgeries done so young yeah yeah like money was three months a lot of her friends are between six months and a year that are having these surgeries done yeah you know, how how often do you look at a small child and think, oh, their face looks funny? You don't. You just yeah. think, oh, they're a bit different, whatever. Yeah. You don't actually think, oh, well, what was before that? Yes. What did they yeah, look yeah, like yeah. before? Yeah, well, that's what I say. You don't really see, considering it is so common, you don't really see that many no. people. But I suppose that's because they have the surgery and then you can't tell anyway, really. Well, exactly. And yeah. they have, a lot of them have so many surgeries. So will she have any more surgery? Yeah, she, so yeah. the only surgery that she's scheduled for at the moment is when she's seven right okay and that will be to fix her gum and that's going to be a hard one so is the gum still open yeah yeah so it's you can't tell now though yeah because where they fit the muscle back together yeah what the muscle has done is it's started to close that gap so it's pulled it down so her i'll show you pictures after but her um her gum used to, it's so gross. Like, I feel so <laughs> sorry for her because she's going to have to see these pictures when she's older. But her gum used to stick out of her gap. 
Right, okay, yeah. And get she'd that. get in so much pain because it oh, would get dry yeah. and sore and it would crack. Because oh. if you think your mouth is wet all the time, yeah. so that the skin is different inside of your mouth. So yeah. that was outside of her mouth. And they're sensitive. Yeah. They? And she oh, would cry and it would blister and it was. We I taught her, so she still does this in the mornings. We say money lip balm, so we do lip balm every day, and she likes that because when from when she was a baby, it was like we have to keep this moist. Yeah. And and after her surgery, we had to put like Vaseline and moisturizer on and massage the area, yeah. so the nerves were used to it being touched and the movement and the feeling and everything else. So. The, the next surgery is to fix the gum. Okay. So it's still open. The hole is, or the gap is very small. So how, the, how do they do that? So they take a piece of bone, either from her hip or her rib. Okay. And then they put it in there. Okay. And then she's not allowed to eat for a long time. Fluid only, like soft things, milkshakes. She's going to, I think she'll have a good time. Because she's just going to be oh, well, able to eat she's crap. She's still young enough for it not to be too... Because kids do kind of tend to get on with stuff. Yeah. So she's young enough, hopefully, for... But still, that's a... Yeah, that's going to be a you, nice thing. No. And you don't. You wouldn't wish that on yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And w- when we talk about it, like me and my partner, and, you know, we kind of brace ourselves. Yeah. Well, got for what's coming. Yeah. And we... I follow a lot of other mums with cleft children on yeah. Instagram and there's this one lady that I follow and it's really creepy because her daughter has the exact same cleft as Marnie, the exact same place and they look very similar. Oh, wow. So it like creeps me out all the yeah. time. Like when I see baby pictures of this little girl, I'm like, whose child <laughs> is that? <laughs> but, well then that's good because at least you can see how she's getting on. Well exactly and so she had her surgery quite recently. Okay. And um, she's only just started eating again. And she she flew through it. Yeah. Like, obviously, it wasn't fun for her. It's not an enjoyable experience. But she seems to be doing really well. And it's that kind of thing that... It gives you that peace of mind of, like... Okay, it's horrible. You don't want your kid to have to go through this. This isn't what you want. Yeah. But when you see somebody else that's doing it... Or has done it... It kind of makes it feel like it's okay. Yeah. And also, if it is that common, they're doing it a lot. It's not like it's a yeah. really rare, you know. Well, the surgeons are just amazing. Yeah. Where will she have it done? At Great Ormond Street? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're outstanding. They're just... Yeah. All the staff, everyone. They're so kind, so helpful. Literally anything. <laughs> like, as a parent, we worry... Yes. ...about absolutely everything. But I'm also someone that hates hospitals. Yeah. So whenever she's had to have a surgery or something done, I'm always like, okay, what's the least amount of time that I need to be in here? Yeah. And they're always like, well, <laughs> you know, like, let's see how she goes. But she's been doing so well. And I do think it is the care that she's been yeah. receiving, like, not just from us, but from her actual medical teams. Like, if it wasn't for them. So do you have to take her for checkups? She hasn't had one in ages now, no. If we get worried about anything, so we have a nurse that we can contact at all times. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's good. She's really lovely. She's so cute. Um, Where are you under? What hospital were you under? We're Whips Cross. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's funny because we've got a lady that lives near us and her son has cleft palate. 
we met in the pub actually we cried it was it was a great moment <laughs> I was like hold on that's a cleft bottle what's going on <laughs> um but yeah so he came to it was Marnie's birthday recently he came to her birthday and we were talking and we realized we've got the same cleft nurse Aww. the same surgeon like all of these things so it's 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 a little community it's quite nice yeah so I was going to say did you find support groups did the charity put you in touch with anyone or I think you can yeah I'm just quite an insular person I'm not very like outgoing or anything like coming here was a big deal I was like <laughs> oh god I have to leave the house um but yeah I think there's there's stuff out there if you want it yeah you just have to go and find it yeah but there's there's loads and loads of stuff like the the clapper instagram I, I looked at it today and they've got they do these um zoom coffee mornings or like coffee clubs and you can go and they have different topics and you talk about it and and I think that's a really good idea yeah and especially if you're someone that is struggling coming to terms with it all as well because I think especially when I was pregnant I would sit there for hours and just look at pictures of these babies and cry well yeah that's the thing it's like that's why it's so great that you've come here today to talk about it because if someone was now in that in your situation when you were pregnant Mm. you know if you've got information that you can go to to find out that actually obviously it's not nice but it it can be okay you know and that's the thing I think when I was pregnant and I didn't really know yeah I didn't really understand my boyfriend had his surgeries like he's old so a long time ago yeah you know we the knowledge that we had from my in-laws was great, but it wasn't up to date. And it was just very, like, I'm such a loner anyway. It was really, really isolating. Yeah. Because you're going to these scans and you're, I don't know, I think the worst thing is, like, you're going on social media, you're seeing all these babies, like, doing things and looking at things and mums with their daughters and you think am I going to be able to do that yeah yeah like will her speech be affected will it be affected it can be okay they we just have to find out like she's passed all her hearing tests okay so babies with clef can often need like speech therapy okay they can be more at a risk of being deaf yeah. Because their um, tubes and stuff can't clear out properly, and okay. they have to get grommets and all these other things. Like, I think when people look at a cleft baby, they're like, "Oh, well, you've had you've had your surgery. You're fine. Like, you know, it's, it's done now. It's not. It's so much more." Yeah. That's why we weaned so early, because it was such a hassle to. She she I think she struggled so much to drink milk that she was just like, "Fuck this. Just give yeah. give me a chip." Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm done with this now, give me the chips, you know? Yeah. Because it made it easier for her to eat. Yeah. After she started weaning, she was like a different child. Yeah. Like, when she was born, she was this long, scraggly, like, little thing. She was so skinny, and no matter how much she ate, she was always hungry, and she just couldn't... Yeah. You couldn't feed her quick enough. Yeah. She wasn't getting enough milk, she had terrible reflux and colic and this and that and it was just like one thing after the other yeah and so although she was strong enough to have her surgery when you looked at other babies that were her age she was very skinny compared to them yeah and then after her surgery after she started weaning after all this she's just like a different different kid she wasn't hungry all the time anymore she wasn't like attacking you for for milk and it was really good for her 
she could say words. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like she started to make noises because she couldn't do that before. She couldn't. There were so many things that I think you don't think about. Yeah. But then. But then you do think about other things, like oh, is she gonna get a boyfriend? Well, it has is affected she... your partner's life. I mean, he's with me and I'm amazing. Exactly. So, obviously... <laughs> but how has it affected him? So, he was severely bullied. Oh, really? Growing up, yeah. Oh. Yeah, kids were not nice to him. And I think having that in the back of your mind all the yeah. time, knowing what he's been through, it does make you think, are they going to be mean to her? I do think, like, from my experience with my eldest daughter, Lola... Mm kids these days tend to be very more accepting Mm. of differences and it does it has kind of gone more to the being compassionate and helpful to people rather than picking on them for i'm I'm hopeful that that is i and i i (laughs) do i i believe that that's what's gonna happen i think kids are always going to be mean regardless that's what children are like yeah but a lot of it starts at home yeah and things are different now People yeah. treat people differently yeah. now. Like, even before having Marnie, I was so aware of people with differences because I didn't... Because I've worked in hair salons for so many years and I worked with yeah. people. I didn't ever want anybody else to feel yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, so yeah, having yeah. her, it was like, I think it's going to be okay. Yeah. Because there are people like me out in the world. There are people... Like your daughter that's yeah. doing her own thing, you know? Yeah, She's so yeah. fucking cool. But, like, now kids aren't bullying as much. Yeah. So I think it will be okay. Yeah, I hope so. I think it, the world is changing a bit more like that. And people are more, talking more about things and people are more yeah. aware of things. Well, that was that was the one thing that actually, I think, like, helped me so much. And it's something so small. And this woman probably doesn't even think about this but I think about it like nearly every day so when Marnie was probably like two months old I've got two different prams one's really big and really heavy but it faces towards me and whenever she goes in that pram it's just my instinct to have her face towards me because I could cover her so no one could see her yeah and then my partner got a different pram for her that's lighter and could fold up yeah because I would try and go into work in central London and I'd take her with me to do a couple things or you know I, I, I couldn't take that pram everywhere because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, drive yeah. so he was like okay we'll get a lighter pram so we got this other pram but the thing with it is she was so exposed yeah and so when she was so exposed I was even more anxious because people could see her yeah and she hadn't had a surgery at this point I was in boots in Westfield and these ladies started like fawning all over her like just the women that worked there And I was just like, thank you so much. Like, why was I thanking people for being nice to her? Yeah. You know? And not making it feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And this lady, she's like a... Not older, maybe like in her 40s. A really kind, lovely black lady. She was so nice. And she said to me... um, She's like, don't worry. And I was like, what? And she's like, I know you're worrying. Don't worry about it. She's like, my son has burns all over him oh, wow. and and it's fine she's like all the girls love him he's outgoing he's doing great she's like don't worry about it Aww. and so when I'm having like a bad day or I yeah. look at her and I think like so every day after that it was like 
I'm still anxious, but fuck it. Yeah. Fuck everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Like it, we it's cool. Doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. There was something about what she said to me that just like it. It just did something to my head. Yeah. yeah. So then after she said that, I was like, doesn't matter. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Like it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is, and the more you don't worry, the more she won't worry. Yeah. About it, you know, as you have that confidence to. And and I think that's it because she's the most outgoing person I know and she's one years old like, I'm so shy I don't know where she's gotten this from but everywhere we go and, and from very young after that she just makes friends with everyone everywhere we go everyone loves her she's obsessed with people always chatting talking to everyone waving she goes on her scooter I push her around she like waves at the cars hi, hi. I'm like can you stop so I don't I, I don't know yeah. if it's because I was able to just Yeah. Whatever that woman said to me, I don't know, it just did something and Do you go baby club? Do you go to groups and stuff? Yeah, sometimes. On a Friday it just depends because of like work and yeah. stuff. Like if I'm really busy then I don't take her. But in the beginning it was weird. Like I had this thing. Sometimes I still do it. Like I have to announce to everyone that she's got a cleft lip so nobody asks a question. Not that they don't ask, but I don't want people to be going home and being like, oh, did you... Or they go, Some of the mums, they're quite clicky at this yes. baby group. Yeah. So they go to the pub after, and I... Me and Manny, we go home, we have cheese sandwich, but, like, <laughs> you know, they go to the pub, and I, I just don't want... I didn't want anyone to be, like, going to the pub and sitting there and being like, did you see that baby's face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I literally right. have heard people say that about her. Like, imagine you are doing your, your shopping and you are holding your newborn child. You're just trying to buy some, like, sweet corn or something and someone's like, to their friend, did you see that baby's face? And then they walk past you multiple times oh to see the baby's God. face. And, oh and you want to say something to oh them. Oh, my God. You want to say something, but for me, I'm so nervous and anxious. And yeah, and that's just going to be... I'd, just, I'd cry. Well, I, I, I did. <laughs> you know, because how can people, how could you, how could you do that? I think we've, I think the thing is like we're, we're people, right? So we've all seen something and gone, like, I know, I know that I do it in the summertime when I see girls in, like, look, you can wear whatever you want to wear, but I'm like, <laughs> did your mum let you go out like that? You yeah, must be like, freezing. Yeah. She's not got a coat on. It's yeah, winter. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I can see her bum cheeks. What's going yeah, on? You know, like, yeah, yeah. do whatever you want to do. I'm just old. Yeah. You know, I'm sure when I was these young girls' age, I would do the same. I'm pretty sure there's pictures online of it, you know. But I think you do you do say things without thinking. But it's the things after. Yeah. It's the coming back to look two or three times more. Yeah. Say something to me. Ask me a question. You know, don't... But I think people also feel uncomfortable. You, what do you say in those situations? Yeah. Maybe they don't mean it in a horrible way. Maybe they're just the same as I was when I saw her for the first time. What the fuck is that? What do I do with this now? Yeah. Like, don't, don't get me wrong, I think she's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I think she's it's... the most gorgeous girl in the world, yeah. with or without the cleft. Like, I yeah. think she's absolutely amazing. But you are sort of like taken aback yeah that's the reality of it and yeah. I think I felt so guilty for so long 
feeling like, am I going to like her? Am I going to love her? Are we going to have a bond because of this? And I'm sure there's other mums out there that are having children with differences and that feel that way. Yeah. Don't You don't need to feel guilty about that. Yeah. The amount of mums that feel that way about their babies they're having that don't have anything yeah. different. Like, it's yeah. okay. We all do our own thing. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't feel guilty. It's hard. It is hard. It is hard, but it's... But there's no... no one, you can't explain what it's like being a parent. No. Can you? And you don't know how you're going to be until you are a parent. And we're just all doing the best that we can. The best thing is to be open and honest about how we feel. Yeah. Because then that helps other people. And that's why I like to go into the baby groups or whatever. Because you're all going through exactly the same shit. You know, yeah, and it's all it, it, it's it's nice when you know that you're not the only one and you're supported, and there's always someone who knows someone that's got the same problem as you. Or, you know, it's I think that's why it's so important to talk. That's why I think for me, I'm I'm I am like quite a nurturing person, and I always have been. Kids have always loved me, whether I like them. I don't know, but, like, they've always come to me. I've always looked after animals. We've got loads of lizards at home and, you know, the the odd ones out. Like, they're the people that come to me. Yeah. Because I think that's what I am. And so I feel like going back to the, like, universe and spiritual thing and all of this stuff, like, I do kind of feel that she was given to me so that I could go out there and, like, yeah. talk about it and make other people feel comfortable and so many mums message me on Instagram and ask me questions like my baby's not feeding what can I do about this what can I do about that look I don't know everything but if I can help you I'll do anything that I can even mums that are like due to have their babies will message me and they'll say I'm so happy that you post your baby every day and we get to see her and she's so pretty and she's this and she's amazing and it makes me feel so much better. Yeah. Because I don't think it's not it's not shown enough. Yeah. Especially in the like greater wide yeah world. I don't think we see that. Yeah. Even now that they're putting people with differences onto like modeling campaigns and things like that I don't think we actually register what we're looking at yeah I think we see a girl with down syndrome modeling something and we think oh that's nice yeah they've let a girl with down syndrome be a model but we shouldn't have it's not like a oh bless her moment yeah yeah yeah. whereas I think that's how people see it they don't look at a person with like a limb difference and think she's a badass they think oh that's nice yeah, yeah. oh look they've got different people in the the magazines now that's yeah. nice i just it's it's there's so many things yeah i could literally talk to you for days because yeah. once you start experiencing those things or how people react to you differently when they find yeah. out or it's your whole world changes but it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I've learned. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm not saying that it's not been bad or hard or anything. It's I'm literally sitting here crying right now. But, you know, it's like every day you wake up and you get to hug her and see her stupid little face and she's <laughs> like, I want milk and 
she just wants to hug you or you get to see her take her first steps or you see her stand up or she tries sweet potato for the first time or these stupid little things it's like doesn't matter that she's any different to anyone else yeah there's so much joy so nice she's the best oh that's lovely Mm. well thank you so much for coming to talk thanks for having me it's been really lovely and very educational thank you yeah if that if if you can put my I will do. social media yeah, somewhere. I will do, definitely. If anyone has any questions about anything, if if you listen to this and thought, oh, actually, I wonder about this, or yeah, because I'm sure that it's been really choppy. You know, if you have a, if you know someone that's going through something, or yeah, I'm I'm here. Oh, <laughs> I'm a message you. away. <laughs> thank, thank you. Hi. <laughs> Yeah, so if I've posted links to her social media if you want to see photos of Marnie, like the before and after. It's absolutely amazing what they've done. Um, and also the support group that she found as well. Um, if this is your first listen to the podcast, then I've got loads of other episodes, so I highly recommend you listening to the other ones. There's an, I do something called the Epic Mum Chat with um, my friend Nikki. And there's a new episode of our We Chat About Stuff. And there's a new episode up on YouTube. If you just search Epic Mum Chat on YouTube, then that will come up. I think that's about it. I hope you're good. I hope you're well and coping in the current situation. Big love. Stay safe. Stay sane. Please subscribe to the podcast and share the podcast. And I will see you next week. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.